Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson. I'm a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I am a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams. I'm a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we are going to be talking about habits. This is going to be the first of a two-part series on habits, and today we're specifically talking about Hey, Janine. Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, too. Good. It's, it's October in St. Louis, and it's hot out, which is what? kind of a bummer. Yeah. That's but not how it's supposed to be. Exactly. One of these days, we'll get fall. <laughs> well, we're having fall here, which means it's cold and rainy. Cold and rainy. Fall in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you ready to start talking habits? Oh, yeah, I'm always ready to talk habits. I think habits are an interesting topic, and they're so important um, in every, for everybody. Yeah, I think it's really true. that, And we, I know we've taught at least one workshop together on habits. Is it possible we've done more? It's possible. <laughs> I, can picture, I can picture one. I remember that one we definitely did, and we taught more than one workshop. Uh, but I can't remember topics of other workshops, but yes. And I wrote an e-course once on habits for another organizer. Uh, uh, so I've, I think a lot about habits, and I talk to my clients all the time about habits. Yeah. What, are, what kind of habits are you talking to your clients about? Well, so we go in and create order in people's homes and with them, and in order for stuff to not go back to chaos... Uh, frequently they need to create some habits to maintain the systems that we've set up for them. So something like, you know, going through the mail every day and throwing out the stuff, the advertising flyers and so forth and not letting it pile up or paying bills on time or running the dishwasher every day, um, that kind of thing. Right. That is, we've talked about this, but that's my favorite habit ever. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Love that habit. So, yeah, I feel like good habits like that, like running the dishwasher, you know, cleaning the bathroom every morning, just wiping down the bathroom. Um, I feel like when we make those things habitual so that we actually don't think about them, you know, putting Mm -hmm. the key in the same spot when you walk in the door, um, that allows you, that frees up your brain to think about more important things. So I think about it as like going through life on automatic pilot for these little things that just help you get through the day without st- without stress and with ease. Right. And that's such a great point is that, you know, when there are things that you know that you want to make them a habit so you don't have to think about it. Right. It's not a conscious decision to floss your teeth every morning. It's right. just, you oh, just night do it. or whenever you do it. You just do it. Right. Um, that does, just makes it easier. <coughs> I'm all about making it easier. <laughs> that's my, but that's what motivates me. <laughs> yeah, well, and habits definitely do that. Although, you know, trying to start a new habit is not necessarily always so easy. 
Well, that's definitely true. And starting, actually, starting a new habit might be slightly easier than keeping a new habit going, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's when you, you've got all these great intentions when you start. And then, it's, at least for me, as soon as I, I miss a day or two, if it's a daily habit that I'm trying to create and forget about it, it's just out of sight, yeah. out of mind, and... It, it goes uh, it can go by the wayside I'm usually right. trying to create new habits like all the time and usually there's something that's just <laughs> fallen by the wayside and I have this crazy idea it makes no logical sense that I should start a new habit on a, the first day of a month so by about oh. the 10th day I've screwed it up and then I wait 20 days it's ridiculous <laughs> but that's what I tend to do <laughs> how did I not ever know this I think I've just sort of realized it just in the last few months. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I think it's those 30-day so, challenges, you know, that you see all the time. Oh, right. That get me into that thinking. And, uh, yeah. So I missed it again because I was out of town October 1st. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, now there's no point in starting before November 1st. Well, you have, now you understand. <laughs> I hope that maybe by the end of today's recording, we'll I'll um, be rethinking this. Right, yeah, right. Because well, I did, yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it. And, and you know, it's sort of interesting. I think that might come from like you know we like things to be sort of packaged up nicely. And if you start something on the first and you do it for a month, then it feels like it's an ingrained habit that you're going to have for forever. Um, and I, we both know that's not true. Right. <laughs> but it is somehow, especially if you're using one of those charts, if it's a 30-day, like I did the 30-day plank challenge sometime, I guess it was last year, where every day you're um, increasing the amount of time, or not necessarily increasing, but they tell you how long to plank each day oh, right. starting with day one and ending with day 30 some days are rest days if you start on the first day of the month then you don't have to keep track of what day you're on which is handy right yeah but yeah it's still mildly ridiculous <laughs> now that you're <laughs> voicing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh but you know it's a good point like there are so many little unwritten rules and beliefs that we have about habits and how to start them and how long it takes and what it means if you don't keep up with it and yeah that's true oh yeah especially that part about what it means if you don't keep up with it because we can it, certainly beat ourselves up about stuff like that yeah, and, you know, it's hard to start something. It's hard to actually make something a habit that you don't think about. Um, I'm sure I told you back when I had an iPhone that um, before they came up with a Touch ID or the Face ID and you had to put in a code mm -hmm. to the passcode to open your phone, I had to change mine for some reason. I can't remember. And I forgot to enter the new one every single time for days like every <laughs> time I would op I would go to open my phone I would put in the old passcode because it was just so automatic right that, that muscle memory yeah and I didn't even think about it and so then I started keeping track and it was something crazy like out of 45 times of opening my phone like 30 of them, I just got it playing wrong. <laughs> 
And like five, I got it right. And five, I caught myself as entering it wrong so I could delete the wrong digits and put in the right one. But it was like probably two, maybe three months before I never entered the old um, passcode in again. Well, first of all, I love that you kept track of that. And you have statistics. (laughs) You have data. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really, I'm glad you did because it's very interesting that it took you several months to um, change that habit. Well, and I realized like, oh, this is really valuable information because we're so hard on ourselves about forgetting Mm -hmm. and thinking like, oh, you know, I must not really want this if I'm, you know, not remembering to do it when we have all the like like you said there's muscle memory and they're like those habits are just so ingrained that it'd be good if we cut ourselves some slack as we're trying to create new habits and just let every day be a new day to um to do the habit right right i think that's good good self-care that's a good yeah good point and we should all we should bear that in mind as we embark on a new habit Right, right. Um, But yeah, I think it's really good to realize that just because you forget, it doesn't mean that you don't want it. Right, or that you can't do it. Right. Right. Um, Well, this is also a really good thing to... um, Creating new habits is a great place to practice the standard of good enough. Because I know... For me, and we've talked about this a couple of times about, you know, this, this beautiful, amazing, perfect morning routine I wanted to have that I never did because I didn't think I could do the whole big, beautiful, perfect morning routine that I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And so I, by um, making it small and making it ridiculously easy and doable, I was able to create a habit of a morning routine. And there are definitely, uh, there were days that I didn't do it and just coming back to it every day um, has made a huge difference and made it really helpful for me to remind myself, like, why do I want to do this anyway? What am I getting out of this? Why does this matter? Right, and it's made your life better, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it has. Because you're... You're how far into your new morning routine? Um, I can't remember the like number. Four, um, almost four weeks, right? Yeah, I think I'm four weeks into it. Right, that's just great. And, and it really was the holy grail for you just a couple of months ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and so, and still, I don't always remember it in the morning, but I do a lot of things to help me remember it. I keep this morning journal next to my bed. I have a reminder that pops up on my phone. So if I do happen to be holding my phone in the morning and not doing my morning routine, um, it'll pop up and remind me that that's really what my intention was to spend that time doing. And that's fantastic because it seems to me like half the battle is remembering. Uh, Yeah when you're starting, when you're trying to create a new routine uh, or a new habit, um, those little reminders, things that we can do to, to just nudge our memory that, oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, or that's what I want to be doing. 
at this mm-hmm. particular time um, are so important. I remember in the past we've talked about things like putting your watch on the other wrist or um, didn't. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody or somebody, oh, it was Marianne Devine suggested uh, putting nail polish on one fingernail or a different color. Po- if you're a fingernail polish right. wearer, a different poly- color on one nail and it, it catches your eye and you think, wait, right. why? What? why am I wearing that? watch on my right hand and then oh yeah that's right it's to remind me to whatever yeah right oh that's funny I'd forgotten about that I um going back to uh was it last week when we talked about um the word of the year thing Uh uh-huh um one year my my word was bon vivant and then I wanted to have more of that in my life and Mm -hmm. The person that most represented that to me was my aunt. And so I wore a ring that my aunt gave me, my aunt and uncle gave me, and they really represented that to me. And I wasn't used to wearing that ring. And so wearing that ring helped me remember to have more of that in my life. Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have technology. So we have various reminders and other ways we can tell ourselves to do the thing. But um, that leads me to think about how challenging it can be to try to create multiple new habits at the same time. Um, because then if, if you're using a reminder like that, you have to remember what it's supposed to represent. <laughs> rather than, Right. Yeah, with new things. So I, I always well, think. Well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking about like chaining them together as a routine, and that may be where you were going. Yeah, well, I wasn't actually sure where I was going, but I think oh. that's a good, that would have been a good place for me to be going. Um, yeah, I mean, if you can either link a new habit with something you're already, that's already ingrained, which is my favorite way to create a, to build a new habit and create a routine, because a routine is uh-huh. just habits that are linked together or chained together. Um, that can help with the memory th- part of it. I think it makes it a lot easier. Uh, But yes, you can create a routine like you've done with your morning routine, which involves journal writing and other things, right? Right. Meditation and... Right. Yeah. That's so great. Um, And they're in a little chain, right? Do you do them in the same order? Uh, I do. Yeah. And and that helps. Like, Mm -hmm. there's this whole, you know, I get up I go to the bathroom I take my supplements I drink a big glass of water I come back I put on my exercise clothes I sit down and meditate I write in my journal I exercise and like it just makes it easy to have that whole um uh routine you know that Mm -hmm. whole sort of list of things chained together and it makes sense for me to do them in that order like when they build on each other Right, and you don't have to think what's next. What do I need to have to do next? You're not consulting a list. <laughs> They're all right. together, and right. that's such a. I mean, I think that's an awe-inspiring routine, Shannon. I mean, that's just talk about starting your day centered and healthy. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I can tell you when I don't do it, mm-hmm. it feels a lot different. D- does your day go differently? Yeah, I just sort of feel um, like it. Ne- my day never. D- doesn't really get started like I'm always sort of like trying to catch up somehow which is interesting it is especially since you just really fairly recently started doing this that's amazing that just talks about the power of it yeah 
Yeah, I don't yeah. do any of those things in the morning. <laughs> Yet they sound so good to me. <laughs> I have to see about adjusting or trying. I'm always trying to top load my day with the stuff I really want to get done, and, and there's only so much room, so I right. have to make some do some prioritizing. But that's cool. Um, well, but so here's the thing, and this is something mm-hmm. I think we'll want to talk about a little bit more in depth is. Um, I'm doing really, really small things. Like my goal is to meditate for one minute. Well, I've upped it to three minutes now. And a journal, I started out one page and now I'm um, doing two pages. And those are sort of my good enough levels. So that whole routine can take as few as like five minutes or it can take as long as I want it to take. And as long as you have time for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point. Boy. Um, what am I trying to say? So keeping the routine going, you know, having this, you know, success of doing it on an almost daily basis, or at least doing part of it, is more important than the quantity that you're doing, the length of time that you're meditating, for example. You're still getting benefit yep. from a, a minute or three minutes. But the mm-hmm. important thing is you're like ingraining it into your day and into your, I don't know, into your neural pathways or whatever it is that makes it something that you're going to stick with. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I um, have my, so with my genealogy research, I try to do that every day. And on my blog, I will periodically have these 30 by 30 challenges where I challenge myself and my readers to do 30 days of genealogy research every day for 30, excuse me, 30 minutes of genealogy research uh-huh. every day for 30 days. And when I have that going, um, I do it, right? So I try to do it yeah. pretty often. But I this right now I've got one going, and it's been crazy busy. With my mornings have just been really full, and if I didn't have the challenge going, I doubt I would be doing anything in the morning with genealogy. But since I do have it going, I'm doing something, and it's not 30 minutes, it'll average out to right. 30 minutes by the end of the month. But right. if it's just five, I'm just making sure mm-hmm. I do something in the service yeah. of keeping that a priority and keeping it in my morning and in my life on a daily basis. Yeah, and that's so important is to you're because you're you're sort of building the muscle of of doing it every day. Like you're you're programming your mind to know that you're going to do this every day, and you know later in time you can adjust how you know you can make the product of what you're doing more in line with with your goals but for now the focus is on the process Mm -hmm. and it's that sweet spot and when you make it to that place where it feels normal and natural to just do it that's what we're always striving for right or at least that's what i'm always striving for with habits um and that that point between the shiny new habit and the, the automatic habit, that's mm-hmm. where things get rocky for me. <laughs> that's usually about the 15th of the month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing, you know, that made me think about um, or remind me of when I, um, I still run a little bit, but when I was marathon training and it was just part of my routine and it was what I did, but that doesn't mean it was always 
easy in that I, um, I like try, spent a lot of time trying to talk myself out of it, which is funny because I also made the decision I was just going to do it. And that was the biggest part for me. I decided I was going to do this thing. And then I've had to figure out how to remove the barriers that kept me from doing it. Mm-hmm. And this thing being the training or the marathon? The training. So, mm-hmm. you know, I might be like the entire time I'm getting ready to go for a 20 mile run, I might be like, oh God, this is, why did I think this was a good idea? Why am I doing this? I can't do this. This is miserable. The weather's bad. I waited too late. It's going to get too hot or it's too early. It's cold. You know, whatever. I could be like complaining in my head the whole time, but I'm still putting on the workout, you know, the running clothes that I set out the night before, I'm still getting ready and I'm still going and I'm, then I start running and I stay still maybe complaining for the first hour, but (laughs) I had decided I was going to do it. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. So it was a commitment that you made to yourself. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you had a I mean, goal in mind, right? You, you're, you're, there was a race that would be coming up at any given moment. Or right. So, I mean, I was I was training for a particular race, and then the races themselves, I had goals. So the, the mm-hmm. very first marathon I ran um, was a fundraiser. And so I used some, some outside um, accountability to help mm-hmm. me with that in that I was fundraising. I talked about it a lot publicly. And so... You know, I wanted to be able to show up and finish this race and, and, you know, let people feel good about the fact that they donated money um, and I showed up and did what I said I was going to do. And then later, the next two marathons were all about qualifying for Boston. So, um, you know, I had very specific goals that I was trying to meet and I made a decision and a commitment to myself um, to do that. And that always seems to be the, the key factor for me is, um, and I think that was the key factor with even just doing this morning routine is that I made a decision. Well, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a person that does this in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that helps me more than anything, you know, and then it's all about making it, bringing more ease to it and, you know, sort of removing the barriers, like I said. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's probably different for everybody. I know for me, that, that self commitment is really important. Um, I like to keep, to do the things I say I'm going to do to myself, but I also like accountability from the outside. And so the fact that I'm a blogger, um, helps. So I can say on my blog, I'm going to do this on either of my blogs and I'll report back on how it's going. And I'm always very honest when it doesn't go well, but um, (laughs) it definitely helps, uh, helps keep me on track, um, having a place like that where I can, where I can talk about it. And if I didn't have that, I'd probably be telling you (laughs) or another friend and um, just knowing that someone is looking out. um, And sometimes like years ago, I I created a a habit of emptying my inbox every day, my email inbox with a friend. And every day we emailed each other um, to say, how close to zero our, our inbox was. It, um, my goal was, I, now I can't remember, hers wasn't zero, it was 15 or something. But just knowing, getting her email, which would get deleted, of course, immediately, and um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and her, or sending her an email um, 
was really really helpful and and we also then started adding um a gratitude list to that email so i'd say oh i got my inbox oh, down nice. to five or zero or whatever and this is what i'm grateful for today and um that was really great uh, uh yeah that went by the wayside but then i started um with a different friend i started telling her when i got my inbox down to zero and i would automatically tell her what i was grateful for I mean, actually, oh. it wasn't. It wasn't that. I, she didn't care about my email. It wasn't that. It was. I wanted to try to create. Now I'm remembering a habit of of, of gratitude, and she and I ex- agreed we'd exchange emails. But I only ever do it when I get it down to zero because that's how ingrained that has <laughs> two things are. <laughs> to me. So when I get my inbox down to zero, I send her an email with my gratitude list, and she always replies with hers. But if she doesn't get an email from me, she doesn't do it. She doesn't think of it. So. Um, Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. That just reminded me of a conversation I just had with my mom who has dementia and, you know, she's has, there's a lot of stuff she remembers and then there's a certain amount of stuff that she doesn't. But um, she, her fingers have gotten so swollen that she can't wear her wedding rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told me the other day that when she puts her watch on, it's the strangest thing because she feels like she's put her wedding rings on too. And I reminded her that's because her habit for as long as I can remember was every night she would take off her wedding rings and slip them onto the band of her watch and close it. And it would be on the nightstand. And then in the morning she'd, you know, unhook it, put the rings on and then put her watch on. So putting her watch on meant that she'd already put her rings on. And when she said it feels like she put them on, does she feel like she's feeling her wedding rings on her? She doesn't, I mean, it's not, she just, she feels kind of, like she, it's, she has already done it, but they're mm-hmm. not there. So she right. thinks about her wedding rings a lot and right. she couldn't figure out like why those two would be connected. Oh, <laughs> right. They certainly were connected. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but how so, interesting that she took her rings off at night. It's yeah, that. I take mine off at night. That's because your mother did. <laughs> well, that also because um, the jeweler gave me a big long lecture about how I need to take oh, really? my rings off at night. <laughs> oh, I never got that lecture. I'm not. I'm pretty sure I couldn't take my rings off right now if I wanted to. It's hot. So, um, interesting. Oh, huh. but I but I bring that up because oh. like that habit was so ingrained. Even though she couldn't remember the habit, yeah, there was a part of her that still linked those things together. Right. Right. Very interesting. So it seems like I'm finding our conversation fascinating, uh, but and it seems like it would be helpful for people who are listening, maybe to if we talked about first steps in creating new habits or best practices or something. Yeah, we sort of danced around it a little bit, but I think maybe to get a little more concrete would be useful. I think we can all agree (laughs) that good habits are good. Yes. And And not easy (laughs) to create necessarily. Right. right. So when you think about uh, creating habits or when you're helping clients create habits, uh, what's the first step? So the first step is to um, to think about that the habit you want to create, um, why it's important to you, like what will this give you? What's your purpose in wanting to create this habit? And then to initiate the habit is, you know, what's the one t- 
tiny first ridiculously easy step you can take that moves you in the direction of of having that habit and to build it very slowly over time um you know like we were talking about oh i was just gonna say when you talk about tiny you mean tiny don't you i mean I, i mean like so small it makes you laugh right okay ridiculously easy Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's why I started with one minute of meditation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can sit for one minute. And, you know, with the intention of meditation, regardless of what happens in my mind, but if I sit with the intention of meditation for one minute, then that I call that good. And mm-hmm. that feels like I can do that on any day. There's, there's no day that I can't take one minute to sit. Right. Um, and that's also like I had a client once who wanted to start the habit of walking every morning. And we started really small. The first part of the habit was setting out her walking clothes the night before. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't have to put them on. But if she put them on, that was great. But she just had to start getting in the habit of setting them out. And then, and then putting them on and then stepping out on the porch, you know, and we just built that habit over time till, you know, it was just, she, at night, she'd brush her teeth and put out her walking clothes. In the morning, she'd put them on and step out on the front porch. And if it was a really busy day and she really felt like she didn't have the time, that was good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually, you know, once you're dressed and outside, you might as well at least go around the block. <laughs> yeah. And maybe if you're going around the block, you could go a little farther if you want it. Right. Right. So that's the that's the the thing that um, that is really hard to do is to make it small enough that it feels easy but enough that you feel like you're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because the problem is if, it, if it's too hard, then you can actually trigger sort of your fight or flight part of your nervous system and make you resist doing it because it feels too hard to do mm-hmm. and, it, and it feels um, too risky. And then that's when you just stop right you don't do it taking you a don't tiny step mm-hmm. yeah that feels so gentle and so smart to me but yeah. also you have to be pretty patient you, you have do to have to be patient recognize that it's going to take you a little while to get from not doing this thing at all right to doing it fully perhaps right but what i what i remind my clients when i'm when we're working on something like this is we're playing the long game here. <laughs> mm-hmm. This isn't about changing everything. Na- you know, this isn't about um, fixing this problem now. This is about creating the lifestyle that you want. This is about, you know, t- creating the habits that help you move through your life in the way you want to do that. Mm-hmm. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. Right. And, and that's huge. another good analogy because... Um, while the, the marathon, the actual race is what, you know, you sort of focus on, Mm -hmm. 
it's a lot there's a lot that you build up to you don't start by running 26 miles right (laughs) you start wherever you're at and you do something that's a little bit of a challenge but still doable Mm -hmm. and then you know the next week you do something that's still a little bit more of a challenge but doable right you don't start planking for five minutes on day one of your 30-day challenge. Oh, my God. Like, my stomach just clenched when you <laughs> said that. <laughs> you start with 20 seconds, and by the end of the 30 days, you're on five minutes. Right. 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 So, you know, I think, uh, like we've mentioned a couple of times, like, figuring out how to help yourself be successful. Like mm-hmm. You don't need to make this any harder than it needs to be. Right. And in fact, if you can make it easier, all the better. Yeah. And, right. and you know, I, I feel like there's something in our culture that often makes us feel like something is more valuable. It's worth more if it's harder. Like you mm-hmm. get more points if you do something that's hard than if you do something easy. And um, I, I would like to step away from that. And I hope that our listeners will too. And to, to, like you always say, let it be easy. Right. Absolutely. I've gotten away from the thinking that it has to be hard to be good. Easy is yeah. so good. Right. And that's yeah. true. It, that can be true of habit creation as well. Right. Right. So, you know, in that vein, think about, you know, what what kinds of things could you put in place or what ways could you go about creating your habit that will make it more eat um, more more easy make it Mm -hmm. easier (laughs) um you know is there a time of day that makes more sense to do it um is there something you're already doing that you can attach it to like the natural one that you mentioned was you know you floss your teeth right after you you brush them Mm -hmm. um uh but you can you can take any habit that's already ingrained and attach anything to it like you know it's not necessarily um uh, a natural connection that I put on my exercise clothes um, after I brush my teeth, but that's just how it works. Like I do those, I do that, and then I do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way you can make it more fun? Right. Maybe when you're exercising, you can turn on fun music. Maybe not you, but someone can make it fun with fun music or they're watching their favorite program or they're on the treadmill or they're do people still have DVRs? they're streaming i was gonna say <laughs> uh, they're streaming uh a guilty pleasure show while they're on the treadmill or something like that right is that what you mean by making it fun yeah or yeah. you know maybe you do it with someone else or mm-hmm. um maybe you give yourself a little sticker like you know what like it could be silly Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, you don't have to, this gets back to the, like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be hard to be um, useful. Right. And way back in episode two, we talked about rewards. And oh, right. um, rewards can be helpful in habit creation as well. Your stickers made me think of that. Yeah. 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 I've been known to have a sticker chart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as an adult you mean right oh yeah yeah (laughs) i also um i 
think I have a blog post that has a picture of it. Um, one of the marathons I was training for, I printed out my whole training plan. And every time I did one of the, one of the runs for it, I drew an orange heart on it. And so I have this chart of all these orange hearts on, that I, that like made me so happy. Right. And it's completely silly, but it made me really happy. And I felt it like felt like a real accomplishment when I got to put an orange heart on that training activity. Yeah. And it's much more visually appealing than a red X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then that made me think of my to-do list bingo and the, the um, using bingo game to get stuff done. I mean, right. uh, that could, um, I could see potentially using that for habit creation as well, although I'm Actually, Although using the bingo board can be the habit. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so. and all of these things help you remember it. Right. So, you know, whatever you need to do to remember this new habit you want to create. Honestly. Do them and is, do multiple things. <laughs> right. It's so, it's such a big component of success. I mean, the first, yeah. the biggest, the hardest part in those first few weeks is rem- is the remembering, at least for me. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So um, what about bad habits, Shannon? Well, we're going to talk more about bad habits next week, but um, a key to changing bad habits is replacing them with good habits. Dun, dun, dun. It seems, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it, it's so great, right? If, I mean, yeah. if I like to think of creating good habits more than I like to think about getting rid of bad habits, um, and good habits are the antidote to bad habits. Yeah. 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 So we will delve more into that next week. So that means that... Um, If you have questions about habits, you should leave us a voicemail at, uh, not 503, 413-424-GTGE, just 4843. Did I get that right? Yeah, 413-424-GTGE. Or... uh, leave a comment on the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. We're also on Instagram at gettingtogoodenough and on Twitter at gtgenough and on Facebook. Search for Getting to Good Enough. Yes, this is episode 22. And in episode 25, we will be answering your questions on the air, so to speak. So um, please call the hotline with your questions. Yes. Um, And also, we'd love to hear if you've um, given one of these a try and uh, one of these, what am I trying to say? If you've tried creating a new habit, if you've listened to one of our episodes and tried some of the things that we've suggested, we would love to hear how that went for you. Yes. So for now, I am Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks for listening, and we hope good enough is getting easier for you. Cleo jumped on my lap in the middle of that. Could you hear her purring? Mm-mm.